0: And now, a world premiere movie spectacular. When David Banner met Maggie Shaw, it was the love they'd both been looking for. But she didn't know his secret. She didn't know that his danger would become her danger. Their life together was threatened. And David Banner had been pushed too far. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. He's mean and green. And after six years, the Hulk will face his greatest challenge ever. Because this time, he's fighting for love. Bill Dixby and Lou Perigno are the Incredible Hulk. If the Incredible Hulk returns, next...
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special Palace of Glittering Delights. I am joined by my co-host, the Lustrious. His hair is lust, lustrious. That made no sense. I am joined by mighty Michael Bailey to yak... Go on. I do have nice hair. You do have very I, nice hair. I am envious of your thaw like locks. <laughs>
0: Well, if I cut my hair like uh, Chris Hemsworth did in this movie, my wife would be very cross with me, so <laughs> I will keep it long. Okay, <laughs> fair enough.
1: Uh, what are we doing? Oh yeah, we're going to yak all over nineteen ninety eight telly reunion movie, The Incredible Hulk Returns to tie in with The Incredible, oh no, it's not The Incredible Hulk, is it? Thor Ragnarok. which yeah, it's is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, which is, it's not a World War Hulk movie at all.
0: Um, it's not a World War Hulk movie, but it has elements of Planet Hulk in it, mm-hmm. which I'm, uh, which I was very excited to see. And and, and this is going to test whether how full of crap I really am, uh, because one of my big complaints about Batman v Superman is that he just, you know, Zack Snyder just cherry picked the best parts of certain stories and kind of cobbled them together, and they're kind of doing that here. But it looks like they're doing it well, so
1: hmm. mm. it's going to be interesting to see how they boy, pull then. it off.
0: I'm looking forward to it. I was in the toy store today and I saw the uh, Pop Funko Pops of both Gladiator Hulk and Bruce Banner, uh, which was kind of cool to see. I mean, they got some neat toys out for the movie. Yeah, the
1: the the Planet Hulk Gladiator Hulk toy is actually quite cool.
0: I, I really, I, I'm so excited for this film. Yeah. I really am. I think I'm looking forward to it more than Justice League, and that's saying
1: something. Mm, yep, yeah, <laughs> me too. But anyway, we're not here to to brag on the Justice League. We're here to yak all over. As I say, the Incredible Hulk returns from 1988. Now, the problem that we have is that the digital copy that I have found for us both to watch, so that we're both watching the same thing at the same speed, does not have any opening credits. Now, this movie was unusual in that its opening credits were exactly the same as the television show, with the exception of some tacky green credit text instead of the classy white text of the original. And it's like someone used MS Paint on it. Yes, yes. It, lo- it looks absolutely <laughs> dreadful. Uh, and Lou Farigno gets credited second instead of third. Uh-huh. So that's how much Lou has, has risen in the world. So, we're going to give you an acapella rendition of the opening credits.
0: Alrighty. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Okay.
1: <supremacy cabbage sounds> Dr. David Banner, physician, scientist,
0: searching for a way to tap into the <inaudible hoped> hidden strengths that all humans have. Then
1: an
0: accidental overdose of gamma radiation alters his
1: body chemistry. <peutweet naz vivid START> and now when David Banner grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. The creature is driven by rage oh, and pursued by an
0: investigative oh. reporter. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry.
1: The creature is wanted
0: for a murder he didn't commit. David
1: Banner
0: is believed to be dead, and he must let the world think that he is dead until he can find do, a way do, to control the raging spirit do,
1: do, that dwells do, within do, him do do bom 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 oh come on that that is the best opening credits they've ever been uh
0: yeah no uh, uh, maybe outside of the greatest american hero but i, I will go for i mean everybody knows don't make me angry you wouldn't like me when I'm angry
1: yeah either. I mean the six million dollar amount of credits are pretty cool and so is the original Star Trek but there's just there's something about the whole one that they didn't change it in the five years the show owed
0: yeah there the only variant quote unquote is for death the death in the yeah. family pilot there's a little bit extra but once they got into that series they were locked in
1: mm. so. and it's weird watching death and the family now
0: yeah because you're like wait wait that doesn't sound
1: yeah, right. what's going on <laughs> Anyway, okay, we'll go into the commentary. Uh, right, so, I am paused on zero, 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 0000. So am I. And you are paused on 0000. zero, zero, zero. So, <laughs> to pretend this was a commercial break, and now we're going back to the film. And we are pressing play in 3, 2, 1, play. Whoever Banner is hooked up with in this film, and I don't remember her name. She's got a lovely house.
0: Yes. Well, it's a beach house. So, obviously, it's... uh, He's
1: not remembering married, is he? Because having somebody in a beach house did not go well for him. No. I love how his dream sequence here is remembering future events.
0: It is kind of funny, isn't it? Hmm.
1: (laughs) It's like, how can you remember future events?
0: I, um... I was so excited for this film when it came out in 88. Uh, I was 12, and I remember reading about it in People magazine, and from there it was just like the waiting game until the series returned, which is kind of funny, because at the time it felt like forever. And really, it was only six years Hmm. (laughs) since the series went off the air.
1: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that long, really. It was less time in between this and the series going off the air than Star Trek and Star Trek The Motion Picture. Mm-hmm. So it's it's and it got remarkable ratings in America. Over here, it went direct to video. Really, it no did really eventually sense. get shown yeah. on ITV. Yeah, but it was a couple of years later, so I had to rent it.
0: The other big thing about it being over here is it went from CBS to NBC, uh, which I think was the Six Million Dollar Man originally on NBC.
1: No, The Six Million Dollar Man was ABC.
0: So that that reunion film was also. She, she is very 80s attractive. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, she is. And I like that, unlike Death of, I'm kind of following on from the series. They have actually gone for somebody vaguely age appropriate.
0: And somebody who is just as smart as he is. Mm,
1: which, again, followed on from the TV show. But- he was always attracted to intelligent women, as opposed to hotties. I mean, they were always hot, but they were always intelligently hot.
0: Yeah, it's really good that she, you know, took the time to get that blowout in her hair
1: before <laughs> she uh, had
0: breakfast. So
1: I have no idea who she is. I have never seen her in anything else. Oh, other I love than the this. look on
0: his face there. Mm. You know, it's just it's just marvelous to watch him work because he is in character at all times. Mm. And and he just... You know, actually, he looks a little old for her.
1: <laughs> uh, Well, how old will Bill Bixby have been here? Bill Bixby was 44 when he started doing the Hulk. So this is... He's in his 50s. So he's in his early 50s here. Now, he's quite well preserved for somebody in his early 50s. Yes. I will give him that. Uh, And she doesn't look 40, which I think I had a look at what the age difference was. She doesn't look 40, which I think is what she is. Yeah. Which probably does add to it. I think Bill Bill Bixby here looks like a well-preserved man in his late 40s, early 50s. And she looks like she's still in her mid-30s.
0: And she's already lost a husband, so being attracted, I mean... Going in, into my own life My my stepmother was 15 years younger Than my father mm. So <laughs> yeah, It's not totally out of the realm
1: No it's not And they're both working at this place She's obviously attracted to the fact that he, he knows what he's talking about He's obviously attracted to the fact that she's got a house <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding This scene is actually quite well written and The dialogue between the two of them I was quite surprised by how well it worked uh, how I, they had a good chemistry between each other.
0: I was shocked at how good the writing is throughout the movie. Mm. Like I, I remember it, uh, you know, from being a kid. As you know, it's like it was exciting, but it's still kind of cheesy. But oh, it's still cheesy, it dude. Game, it is, but it's better, I think, than the the Daredevil one and the Death of. Yes,
1: it's the one that it, feels most like an episode of the TV show. By the only misstep. On that score... Is <laughs> the score. See what I did though? The actual score to this is very cheesy 80s. It's not Joe Harnell. And just slapping the, the Lonely Man theme at the end... Doesn't make it Joe Harnell. Yeah. And I'm one of those people who pays a lot of attention to scoring. And it's, it's a very important aspect of filmmaking... That often goes overlooked. But you try watching Star Wars with a different score. And it's the same with this. It doesn't sound... Like the Hulk, to me.
0: Yeah, it's it's very bombastic and very loud, actually. Yeah. The sound mixing on the score is terrible. Well, was
1: this an early stereo film?
0: I think so, yeah, probably. So
1: that probably explains it. The thing about Bixby, as well, is how easily he's just slipped back into being Dr. David Banner. It's like, yeah, you know, just... he played the role for five years. He knows exactly what he's doing.
0: But he... I, I just love Bill Bixby. Uh, and and every time I go back to watch it, even on the even on the bad episodes,
1: he's good. Mm. Yeah, he never throws like, it in, does he?
0: Yeah, and 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 I think that is why, and, and we've discussed this before. It's why this movie works so well is because he's totally committed to the premise. But at the same time, so is Steve Levitt who plays Donald Blake, mm. so
1: the cast in this is actually really good. Yeah and um I mean the story itself is nothing to write home about but the actual subplot here picks up exactly from the TV show that Banner mm-hmm. has actually found a way to not cure himself but he's managing to focus his his anger into something else and he's managed and he's to ma- with, withhold the transformation which follows on from married
0: Yeah it, it, this this would be a mythology episode
1: mm. Which is what you want under. after six years away. I, d- I loved that touch, though that they the want to bring Banner in to give him some credit for his work, and he's like, "Uh, us not." And they respect his wishes. What I didn't understand here was he says, "You pay me very well." I what are they paying him under? David Bannion yeah. does not have a social security number.
0: It's all under the table. All right. Though I, I, I will say that that line, "You led the way, the t- the way, and the team knows it." I say that every time somebody at work says it's a team effort.
1: <laughs> and nobody gets it.
0: Nope, not at all. Oh, but, okay. hey, you know, I got it, yeah, and that's all that's really It makes
1: important. you happy.
0: Though the day somebody else gets it, that's like, that, that's a going out and getting a, a pint after work day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, 80 suits.
0: And love the, 80s suits. I don't that... 80s hair, too. Yeah, I mean,
1: Bixby makes me don't look any different. Yeah. Um, he's still got the same hair he had in the TV show I like that he uh, he's obviously done most of the heavy lifting on this but he stood at the back so he doesn't draw any attention to himself now you've got to imagine that after 10 years or so nobody's going to remember who David Banner was
0: you know Ray, it's funny you mention that because Rachel was, was uh, overhearing me watching this uh, the other day and she's like, how do how does no one know who David Banner is? And I guess just when this series... That was a good fade out, yeah. by the way. I, um, but uh, really and truly, most of the photos of David Banner, I assume he has a beard.
1: Yeah, because they actually his, say that, doesn't it? Don Blake says yeah. you had a beard. So... And it's one of those that, things, he, only he thing. will only be famous in his own circles. Yes. Now, but
0: there was like that episode with the gorilla where the woman <laughs> is familiar with David Banner's work, but doesn't recognise him as David Banner.
1: Yeah, and it, you've got to think, before social media as well, he will yeah. have only have had photos if he, if he was a published author. He may have had his photo in the book, on the dust jacket, or whatever. So it's perfectly feasible, even people within the field of Gamma study don't know what he looks like. (laughs) He's not like he's Bruce Wayne pretending to be dead. Yeah. I don't buy for a second that he's climbing that wall like that.
0: Nope, not at all. But you know what, I really like the set. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I mean the Gamma transponder looks a bit plasticky.
0: Yeah, but, you know, for the 80s, that
1: works. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That seems perfectly viable. This all follows TV show structure. You know, Mm -hmm. the the lead-up to him doing the experimentation.
0: Yeah, it's doing what a good reunion film of this era should do. It's giving you all of the beats that you remember... But adding something like a little new, like in this case we have Thor. I kind of felt the same way about the return of the $6 million man and Bionic Woman. Mm. Where it had like similar beats to the television series, but they continued the story. So, because reunion films, I mean, let's face it, when you're doing a reunion film like this, you're, you're getting the band back together and you want to hear the greatest hits.
1: Yeah, pretty much. CD-ROM, mm. Wow.
0: I'm impressed.
1: CD Burner. Yeah. I love he all the lights. Put,
0: he's he's actually burning her a mixtape. <laughs> <It's gonna be
1: laughs> Just a in case he goes time. horribly wrong. Yeah. And all this stuff, it's well set up, it's well directed. It's nice to have Bill Bixby back in this role.
0: The music is a little overwrought. Yeah,
1: yeah. The music's the music score to this isn't great. The I'll give him credit. I, I forget the name of the guy that did it. The first Hulk out music is good. That battle scene. Mm-hmm. Duh, 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 duh. That's okay.
0: But you know, we're we're you know, especially you and I at this point, we're judging this from a, a standpoint where we saw. A
1: really epic Thor Hulk fight yeah. in the first Avengers film. So, <laughs> and you go back to watching this, and it's a little bit tacky now, but I, th- I think that's part of its charm. I'll be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 what it was when when I was twelve and you were sixteen. Yeah, um, this was a big deal. Yep. You know, it it, it wasn't bad.
1: No, uh, the guy no.
0: playing Don Blake. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was just—I was just agreeing with you. It was um, enjoyable to watch, and it was nice to see them again, which is what a reunion movie should be.
0: The guy playing Don Blake is an actor named Steve Levitt. Uh, I really did not see him in a bunch and much else. The main thing I remember him from was this terrible romantic comedy called Hunk, where he plays a nerd that sells his soul to the devil to become a. In a he gets. Another actor comes in that's, you know, like a a hunk. Uh, So that's... uh, I guess this dude's main acting ability in the 80s was he plays the guy that hangs out (laughs) or turns into the other good guy.
1: (laughs) He plays the guy who wants to be the big heroic, muscular hero, but isn't.
0: But you know what? I like him in this role. Yeah, he's fine. I like like the character. uh, Because... If you're accepting that the Hulk is different,
1: you can accept that Thor is different. You mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's well set up for a potential series. See, the only problem with this is there's nothing inherently dramatic about Bill Bix if he sat in front of a glowing light. <laughs> From a glowing marital aid, yes, yeah. you're absolutely. The, uh, right. <laughs> the, the setup for the original sequence where he exposes himself to the gamma rays is infinitely more tense. Okay, the music
0: there is good.
1: <clears throat> then this says,
0: When it hits the 10 mark and it starts the piano thing. That, okay, I'll, I'll be down with that. Bad cut for the commercial? Yeah.
1: Why? What's his name? How will he know that this has worked? If he's not changing the Hulk for two years, he's not going to know. Right, That's what... Good lighting here. What, yeah, the lighting's brilliant. What a right has Donald Blake got to just stop this experiment? Yeah. Could he not have waited till afterwards? Right. Okay, we need to discuss the timeline here. Yeah. He says, Don Blake says, I have not seen you for ten years and you had a beard. This film came out in 1988. So in 1978, the series was already on the air. Yeah. Now, here's my no prize theory. Banner says that he has not hulked out for two years since he managed to meet the the lady whose name I can't remember. So
0: this is 1986?
1: Well, that's my theory. Now, the only way I can't reconcile that is when Jack McGee shows up, he says, I hunted this thing for nearly four years. He hunted him for five in her date, 77, the pilot movie heard, 82, the last episode heard. So if we assume, yeah, that he didn't go straight here after the end of the, part, uh, the series, there's a six months to a year before he ended up here. So that puts us in, in 1985, 1986. And that works. I can live with that.
0: Yeah. The, there was a nice little bit of acting on, on Bixby's part when he goes, Blake, Donald Blake, yes. like the one and only. He goes, ah. Oh.
1: Yeah, Blake. he remembers him being a pain in the ass student. <laughs> and here we get Thor's origin through quite a cheesy flashback sequence, look, some nice stock footage of people actually exploring somewhere arctic <laughs> and then we
0: cu- and then cutting to him with his beard <laughs> and then we
1: cut to a close up shot of Don Blake with his beard
0: if you look closely you'll see Clark Kent walking the <laughs>
1: uh, yeah well, the tent is red and blue
0: This is some really bad stock footage, as it really doesn't match the stock of the rest of the movie.
1: Nope. (laughs) And then a close-up of Don on his own, looking off set. (laughs) I love that they've matched what he's wearing to the stock footage. Well, remember...
0: Have you ever seen the commentary for Prometheus? Yes, yeah, where Ken Johnson talks about that, yeah. Yeah, so it, 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 it... They're sneaky.
1: Yeah. We've got this footage. Let's match what he's wearing. (laughs) I'm sorry. This bit is incredibly cheesy.
0: Yes, it is. (laughs) 12-year-old Mike was enraptured. 41-year-old Mike's like, you know... I just want to be twelve-year-old Mike again. Mm. <laughs>
1: and, but you know, there is a certain appeal to it because it does have that slightly cheesy Stan Lee vibe that he yeah. walks into this cave and he discovers what he's about to discover.
0: So well, let's be f- let's be fair. Thor's first appearance is not without its cheesiness.
1: Oh God, no! I'm I'm currently reading Marvel Masterwork Thor Volume One because the Jack Kirby Stan Lee Thor stuff is my big blind spot. So I'm like, right, I'm going to start, I'm going to read all of this. And those first couple of issues are, are hard work.
0: Is that when he was still like, if you if he hits it twice, yeah. he turns into Thor. If he hits it three he times... He creates a
1: thunderstorm, and yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And uh, it's not exactly like the Hulk in changing its premise every issue. But he can do more and more remarkably stupid things just because he's Thor.
0: However, I will say, you could see them taking footage of this for the Thor intro Yes. Yeah. My name is Donald Blake.
1: <laughs> and I stumbled upon a cave.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll redo the opening to burn notice, but with <laughs> Donald Blake.
1: <laughs> oh, you know, science students, but you bitchy little girls. The the, the the
0: like thank you for telling us what Valhalla is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure David Banner knows what Valhalla is.
0: Yeah. I love that somebody
1: offset the moving that for him. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Don, you can do it.
0: Come on. But there were rats, and that was his really big problem. He's just really wanting to get any etching of this dude's shield. Mm.
1: I mean again the lighting on this sequence isn't too bad now that he's not not trying to match up stock footage of him stood on a snowy mountain I want
0: 70 year old Indiana Jones to stumble into this
1: (laughs) it belongs belongs in a museum
0: museum.
1: (laughs) and he finds the hammer of Thor
0: you know not bad I mean for TV Thor
1: no I, I would have liked the inscription to be on it yeah. That would have been cool if they'd had the inscription.
0: I love the cheesy lightning.
1: Yeah, The cheesy video effects <laughs> of uh, the late 1980s. The
0: glowing eyes. And I couldn't let go. And here's where the title sequence comes up. Yep. The
1: Mighty Thor.
0: I do like here that they show us Thor... But you don't see his face. Mm. So it leaves the revelation that we're about to get to be like the first time you really see the character.
1: Yeah. I like that Bixby's playing this. This is complete bullshit, right? (laughs) Says the man who turns into a seven-foot-tall rampaging green monster. I
0: have to understand something before I can believe it.
1: Oh, dear. He's very good at selling exposition, is Bixby.
0: Yes. I like that he doesn't understand the concept of Thor, but he understands the concept of channeling.
1: <laughs> well, you know, maybe as a scientific man, he doesn't believe in the Norse legends. This guy's got a good sense of comic timing, mm-hmm. too.
0: I love that line. He's he's as real as this counter, only bigger. I don't know what a good cause is anymore. One of the best lines ever. This is the 80s. I don't know what a good cause is anymore.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of 80s going on in the pleated pants, isn't there? I like that, that Banner still wears these, what's his these cowboy boots. Yeah. How tall yeah, was I Bill been... Bixby? I
0: don't know. I think he was probably around 5'8", 5'9".
1: Because he always wore stacked heel boots. I've noticed.
0: Oh, I love him going through everything here. Item.
1: <laughs> I, I like the idea as well that he's playing this without being actually able to see anything because apparently he was so short-sighted without his specs... Yeah, Every behind the scenes still of the Incredible Hulk You see Bixby's got his specs up, And you're like well why did you not just buy some contact lenses dude
0: Well contacts were more difficult in the 70s it is it is an
1: Whosoever can lift this hammer So apparently David Banner's worthy Yeah I'm sure Thor fans had issues with this <laughs> Yeah that they can just toss the hammer around <laughs> I would have liked to have seen that come in. Had this gone to a series, I would have liked to have seen introduce that concept. Yeah. Although you've got to argue a case that in this particular telly movie, I don't know that Thor's terribly worthy.
0: No, it's it would have been more of the you know the odd couple, but superheroes. Mm.
1: <laughs> and now uh, I'm just imagining it. da da da, da, da.
0: Now, it always sounded to me in this first one that he's saying Oglin,
1: but uh, whatever. For Odin. For Asgard. Yeah, see, all of this setup's really nicely done. Mm hmm. And I gets the same shot, though, so we didn't see his face until now. And there he is Eric Alan Kramer as Thor. Ah. Uh...
0: Most recently saw him in an episode of The Librarians. Oh, was he in
1: The Librarians?
0: And learned that uh, one of my Facebook friends, author Andy Mangles, was an extra in that episode. And you got to talk to him about this movie. Cool. Uh, Which is cool. Uh, You and I were very amused to see him in Mm. Good Luck Charlie. Yeah,
1: as the dad.
0: He's actually a really good actor.
1: Yeah, I like Alec. He's in True Romance. He's
0: I mean, he's not even bad in he's not really bad
1: in this. No. I mean, he's new, but Yeah, but he's 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 good at playing the the character that they've written for him.
0: <laughs> There's nothing to drink in this alchemist death. <laughs> <laughs> he's selling the dialogue.
1: It's not a bad outfit no it's I mean it's not a comic outfit but it's okay I like that he's got a hammer around his uh, on his necklace
0: I mean it's a T so it stands for Thor ah of course (laughs) is he praying this is funny (laughs) (laughs) see I really am disappointed now that this didn't go to series because you could have at least gotten two really good seasons out of these two
1: yeah, just been a comedy double act.
0: I mean they would have been fighting Stephen J. Connellville. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for... you know, Crazy Tommy T would have been the bad guy every week. Oh, sorry, Banner. <laughs> now this is crying out for <laughs> and we don't we get this cheesy eighties score instead. Here we go. Hom dip 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 daddy.
0: I love Blake's reaction, though. Like, what?
1: What have we done? Right. See now, his eyes are very definitely green now. Yeah. As opposed to the white of the original show, so I can see where Um, that conversation happens.
0: Controversial opinion: Luferino looks like crap in this movie. Yes.
1: (laughs) He also has um, he also sweating under the arm though, but that's understandable. Given what he's just been through. Some clever editing. Terrible to make this scene longer than it actually is. He is. yeah. Well, he's a big guy, is he? And then you get exactly the same shot but from a different camera angle. And then you yeah. get exactly the same shot again but longer. And he's got an absolutely terrible wig.
0: Yeah, the wig I think is the main problem here.
1: What was what was the problem with them that they could not get him a decent wig?
0: <laughs> I love Thor's reaction.
1: <laughs> I mean, Farigno looked bigger than he's ever been before.
0: Yeah, he's pretty—he's huge in this movie.
1: Hmm. But uh, I don't—I mean, at least the green makeup is the same color as his face and his body, which it not in one of the later movies. I noticed.
0: Oh, this—that uh, <laughs> look on his face when he grabs <laughs> him by the midsection, like oh. up,
1: <laughs> grr. Yes, that, that wig's terrible now that I've noticed it. The incredible mullet. <laughs> Thud.
0: You know, that said radium. Um, yeah, ha- hazmat's going to have to get out here. I think OSHA is going to have a couple problems. Or what is it, health and safety where you are? <laughs> yeah, health
1: and safety. Health and safety officer's going to be coming in and saying, why did you have this just exposed? There you go. (laughs) Good day straight to hell, you ugly troll. Although this is the first time we ever got the Hulk being able to fight somebody.
0: Well, except for the evil Hulk, but still.
1: Even then, they just kind of threw each other around. And let's be honest, Dick Duroc was a bit stringy. Yeah, he was was
0: tall. But I actually have an incontinuity explanation for that, so. Go on. Oh, um... Basically, when David Banner wants to be strong, he is the 70s conception of a strong man, which would be God. a bodybuilder. Yeah. Whereas uh, Del Fry just wants to be taller than everybody else because everybody's bigger. Mm. So oh, right, that works. His, yeah. I put way too much thought into that episode. <laughs> I have an entire backstory for everybody. No, that's,
1: that's fine. It's a and the, the fight is over, which is a shame. Oh, he's got his green pumps on.
0: Yeah, okay. So, when I was a kid, this was the first time I realized that he wore shoes. Right. Uh, I didn't notice it here. I noticed it later in the film, but you just pointed it out. So, you know, now is the time to talk about it.
1: Yeah. I hate the music
0: here. Mm. I hate I, that, that stunt. Didn't... Yeah, that looks like crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't look bad.
1: No, the the underlit shot and shooting him from underneath to make him look taller, which was a trick they used in the series a lot. <laughs> that was a funny line. Your
0: lips, spined rabbit?
1: <laughs> I mean, I suppose the advantage of this show would have had over the whole, because it probably wouldn't have been much more expensive to have Thor around all the time.
0: Yeah, because he's, he's not in makeup and... I don't know. I, I I think, you know, just Don Blake going from town to town, getting, you know, in trouble and helping people.
1: It's a tried and true premise.
0: I mean, it's not like there was that many great TV shows in the late 80s. I mean, no. we're, we're a year away from Quantum Leap, but uh, it's a little more expensive in 1988. He's putting a tenor.
1: All right. Well, yeah. And, and unlike Clark Kent, he leaves money. Nice touch of verisimilitude there. He's got no shoes.
0: Yeah, but that alley would not be that freaking clean. No.
1: It would have been nice if just this once he'd got a shirt that was way too big for him.
0: Nice wig.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, it's alright. It? He
0: is really... Uh, you know, I gotta say, Eric Kramer really sells this performance. Yes. Yes. He seems very self-aware of who he's playing. Mm, and
1: having fun with it.
0: And he's, yeah, he's obviously having a good time.
1: That was when, when I was watching it last week. I just texted you, that he steals this film. And I think he does.
0: Yeah, he really, I mean, he's... Uh, unlike Daredevil, who was kind of a disappointment. Uh, I like that. I don't know the mechanics of your problem. It is a very David Banner shirt.
1: Mm. But yeah, and it's all credit to Bixby. He's letting him steal the scenes.
0: So is he wearing a button down underneath a button down?
1: Who thought? No, Don Blake. Oh right, yeah, he's got, he has got a jumper underneath his shirt.
0: Oh, it's a, it's, it's a shirt with buttons on it, but it's not a button down. Okay. But it's LA. It's got to be freaking hot. Right,
1: maybe it's early morning. Yeah. Although Eric Kramer's running around in leather pants, so
0: Which in LA probably wouldn't be that far out of (laughs) there. Okay. (laughs) In front of a karate studio, actually.
1: Yeah, because this one was actually shot in LA, wasn't it? The other two were shot in Canada. I love that it's buried on the on a back page somewhere. It's not a headline news like it would be with the National Enquirer. Yeah. I wonder if people who live in LA have to look, look at uh, the side of this now and go, oh, those places don't exist anymore. Yeah, probably not. This, pro- this is all probably
0: like either a housing community or it was. Ge- <laughs> there was probably
1: some serious gentrification in mm. this neighborhood. Because <laughs> uh, they, they've actually shot this as well. It's not green screened. You spilled. Oh, Don Black's good at fake driving. I'll give him that. Yeah, he's not moving his steering wheel like from side to side like everybody else Which, does on the fake driving.
0: Yeah. I love the delivery of this line: "Wrath of God in a bottle." Hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. I understand the Institute believing him. Mm. Maggie was waiting up for
1: him. Yes. Maggie, that's the name. She had the sex on the mind. (laughs) Yeah, he was on a promise, wasn't he? eh.
0: And I guess because, you know, he was going to be cured when he got home.
1: Unfortunately,
0: it also made him impotent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's all them steroids. Nice to see Jack McGee again.
0: Yeah, nice to see him in his dentures.
1: Because um, he will not show up in the other two telly movies,
0: Which is probably for the best. <laughs> I mean, I'd be willing to do commentaries for them, but they're not as good as this one. No,
1: they're just not as enjoyable. There's something a bit flat about them, isn't there?
0: And they're both directed by Bixby, which you would think... Would make them better.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think it. Just, why the
0: hell is that a front page story on the New York Globe? No.
1: Why is it not the Enquirer?
0: Oh, I love this.
1: I want a full expense account. <laughs> right, what are we in it Your favorite sport? Yeah, I love playing squash. We're forty minutes in before we get introduced to the bad guy.
0: Played by Tim Thomerson. Mm, Jay Allen. Uh, Jay, oh, just. I love him just as an actor. He was in a movie called The Wrong Guys. And it was Tim Thomerson, uh, Louis Anderson, Richard Belzer, and a bunch of comedians playing like childhood friends that get together for a reunion. And uh, he's just hilarious in it. I am the bad guy look at how I talk <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we've not even got Charles Napier yet
0: oh this is great
1: I do like Tim Thomas Jack Death
0: he delivered I love the delivery of that line complicated brotherly uh, everything to do with it everything <laughs>
1: So we have to take a minute to establish that there are bad guys.
0: Oh I love this too. Sudden religious conversions. <laughs> oh man, I can just we've gotten to the point where yeah, something is interesting. Something is interesting that we're just so we've actually the movie.
1: started watching it. But and let's <laughs> but let's be brutally honest. This the plot the bad guy plot isn't that interesting.
0: No, it's not. He's wanting to steal the gamma transponder. This guy's double crossing his brother because he feels upstaged. And uh, we have Squash because it was 1988.
1: Yeah. I love playing Squash. It's a good game, Squash.
0: Yeah, there was a. The gym I go to in its old location had a really healthy Squash community.
1: It can be very intense, can Squash. Very short, yeah, short shorts Mr. Thomason's were in there. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's are you sc- over. Yeah, your squash coat's me. all blocked off.
0: Um, Yeah, it's just like that. It's, uh, yeah, with a glass. Like, one wall is glass oh, and the right. other is all walled off like that. Right, that's, I
1: was just going to say, that's the same as ours. Ours are all glass, so you can actually watch the game. But that one looked like it was just closed off in a room.
0: Yeah, it's. It, that's pretty much how it is. It can be, like, all closed off, too. Right. Which I guess would make you sweat more.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Well, he obviously had a nice shower.
1: <laughs> Maybe it was an early morning squash get. For them
0: to David's get. gotten better at lying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, he's had a lot of practice.
0: Do you think he suspects that he and Donald, that David and Donald Blake are having an affair? <laughs>
1: Another one uh, like you, I, David. I, who's paying Don Blake for this?
0: Yeah, like, you can't... Like, he just shows up and he's just going to help out?
1: Yeah. Again, how's he allowed in the building to this top-secret uh, community?
0: He's wearing a different shirt
1: now. Yeah, they're both wearing matching blue denim. Because 80s. <laughs> a
0: leopard that finds another leper to be pals with. <laughs> okay, there is another thing that I say a lot. Like, using your analogy and sticking with it. And again, nobody gets me.
1: Nobody gets you. It's very sad.
0: You know, it's like the script every once in a while tries to find a deeper meaning in the relationships. And then it just gets distracted.
1: Mm. Well, that, that's another thing you and I discussed. It's 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 really quite entertaining when it's focusing on the relationship between Banner and Blake and the relationship between Blake and Thor and the whole Banner trying to find a cure thing. Because that's very definitely mm-hmm. following on from the TV show. And like you said, a, a mythology episode of the TV show. It loses its way when it decides it wants to be more a pilot for a Thor TV show. Yeah. As it currently it stands, will... this is Thor in a Hulk story.
0: But this is this was really a big deal. Or maybe it just seemed like that to me hmm. when you know I was twelve, but I remember a comic scene covering this. I I,
1: I think that's where I learned of it. Back in the pre internet being... days.
0: It was on Entertainment Tonight. I mean, it was a big deal that this show was coming back because you had, because I think what some people probably forget is that The Incredible Hulk was an incredibly popular television series. Yes, yeah.
1: not just with people like us. No, no, it was a, it was a mainstream hit uh, across the land. Very popular show. Arguably, it shouldn't have been cancelled when it was.
0: Yeah, it was only because the president of CBS was an asshole. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't mean to swear on your show. No,
1: feel free. (laughs) I've said worse. Yeah, then, you know, he wouldn't even let them wrap it up with a two-hour telefilm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it sounds like if if Johnson is to be... be Oh, this is really bad. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do.
1: Yeah, because is David Banner even on McGee's radar at this point, if he's been dead for eight years?
0: Yeah, but if he turned around and saw David Banner, that would probably be a bad thing.
1: See, in a telemovie, where you're not doing a weekly series, I would have let him see him. Even if it was only a... Was that David Banner? Yeah. Because you've you've not got to maintain the regular status quo in a series of telemovies...
0: Music here is really trying to be dramatic and not succeeding succeeding.
1: at all. (laughs) No, I'm I'm not a fan of the score for this. Occasionally, it has moments.
0: Yeah, it has. It it has like good bits and pieces here, but like uh, the Thor theme itself is not bad. Yeah,
1: for a Thor movie, TV show, whatever, it probably would have suited it. It didn't suit the tone of the Hulk.
0: Look at, look at the like.
1: He's really working it. <laughs> no, Eric Kramer's great in this. <coughs> Excuse me.
0: Oh. Need. Oh. I think that's what you said about our beer when you were over here. In April. <laughs> it's better than nothing. <laughs> I, want to- I don't know. we got some good lagers over here. Yeah.
1: I should come and try your IPAs.
0: I want to come over to your country and try your Guinness, like properly served. Yeah,
1: you and you, and, what, with a little shamrock carved into the top? <laughs> you puick on stills. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> he's wearing guy liner.
1: Oh, an awful lot of them do. You were only, I've only started noticing, Angela pointed it out. Especially if they've got blue eyes. Yeah. They put black eyeliner on them to emphasise their eyes.
0: That's why. And I have to call it guy liner because of leverage.
1: Yes. (laughs)
0: No, I don't.
1: (laughs) I think he was very careful with his hat, though.
0: I was about to say the same thing. I wonder how many times he pulled his hair
1: off. He took the wig with it. But seriously, that costume is not bad. No, it's, it's not. It's not awful at all. It's him selling it. Yeah. <clears throat> the fact that they haven't put him in a, a Thor movie yet in some capacity. I mean, they'll give I a really... cameo to the Ant-Man guy.
0: Yeah, they gave one to Garrett Morris. But what I would love is a shot in Ragnarok of Kramer and Ferrigno in the stands together. Yeah.
1: That would be quite cool.
0: I mean, effing Walt Simonson was in the final scene in the fir- first Thor film.
1: Yeah. <laughs> J. Michael Straczynski's in the first Thor film.
0: D- don't get me wrong, he deserves
1: to be... Which one was Chris Claremont you... in? X-Men 3? Uh,
0: he was in X-Men 3 and he was also... He and Lynn Ween were on the Senate committee that was talking to Trask at the beginning of Days of Future Past. All oh,
1: right, I didn't spot him in that one.
0: Yeah, he's he's one of the Weens in there too, which is kind of cool. Yeah,
1: especially now.
0: You know, the writing in this scene is really good.
1: <laughs> That's why it feels like Nicholas Career is invested when he's talking about the relationships between, like I said, Banner and Blake and Blake and Thor. He's interested in that stuff. And all the other stuff having to shoe on in a bad guy plot. Yeah. He doesn't really care about. But see, this is, this is ultimately my problem with this film. It's not a Hulk story anymore. And it's not a Hulk story with Thor in it, which is what it was earlier. Now we're a pilot for the Hulk film. And for me, that's taking away from Banner.
0: <clears throat> I mean, it's more of a Hulk story than Trial of the
1: Incredible Hulk. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Where well, you don't even get a final Hulk out yeah
0: that was a misstep
1: mm. but I think what I what we wanted to see there from this was a David Banner Hulk story mm-hmm. and we're now getting a backdoor pilot now I'll forgive backdoor pilots in a weekly series <coughs> sorry excuse me I'm turning into Theresa oh, May oh
0: I love this song I used this song in an episode with Big Honk and Steve on Views
1: the Terminator Bar. Yeah, your clothes, exactly. your motorcycle. Give them to me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's an awful lot of her here.
0: Hey, look, it's me. <laughs>
1: dum, 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 dum.
0: I could be that dude right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> I, give me a leather jacket. I love that they've got Dom Blake dressed in the most unsuitable attire for a place like this. Although that girl behind him's wearing an eighties hat, so well done.
0: Yeah, this is
1: <laughs> right. This scene is quite frankly padded.
0: Oh, this is this is total padded. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> this is what he wanted. Mm.
1: Flag it of me to my fine man. And get your comely wench to sit her buttocks upon my knee. Oh, and I love that he's not paying for anything. That's cool. Yeah. He's betting Everyone's... everyone that he can sink one of them in one go. So he's not yeah. even paying for his own beer. Clever guy. <laughs> well, he
0: probably has no concept of modern. No, clothes, he doesn't know. So I mean, this would
1: take thing. a dark turner if he snapped that guy's wrist.
0: Yeah it would be very different if it was the Jeff Goldblum fly <laughs> He'd snap
1: but he's going to win respect of all the bikers and, well, yeah, and I mean, bed but, all but the what women what I love
0: is he, he beats this guy and their first yeah. thing afterwards is
1: like, shake hands yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you would think that Vikings and bikers would have a lot in common mm.
1: and the women love him
0: so yes and the women. Some of the women are loving Don Blake here. She's, she's kind of
1: there. <laughs> You're like Don. Come on, light up, dude. Oh, somebody caught blocking him.
0: You guys, don't don't pick a fight with this dude. It's not going to end well for you.
1: That guy in the forefront doing the, that was a terrible dance move. Yeah. oh, and now we get the bar fight because we have to get the bar. That was funny, <laughs> he's ripped his pants. Takes... Did you see that? That was funny, yes, it does split his pants. <laughs> he splits his pants. <laughs> oh. You're the best,
0: Thor. You have to imagine that these guys probably meet a lot of dudes named Thor. Probably, yeah.
1: It's probably not unusual to them.
0: See, even the guy he fought, he's uh he's friends with, shaking hands with. Yeah. So
1: it was just a good probably night cause he All around, his ass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think everybody sized this up and realized that it wasn't going to happen. But I mean, I like, I won't they probably smell like ass right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Especially in the eighties, when you everyone smoked in the bar.
0: I and I will drive <laughs> can you drive my car <laughs> again like a good coming to understanding of each other and the fact that Thor respects him for what Blake can do hmm like he's not a warrior, but he's a healer, which you know any D and D GM will tell you you need a healer.
1: Yeah, I think this could have been a good, interesting dynamic if it had gone to series. I mean, the performances here are are genuinely quite good. Like I said, this seems to be what Nicholas Career's is interested in,
0: mm-hmm. and yeah, he, he did at
1: least he did work on the TV show. Yeah. Although there are rumours that Bixby directed portions of this this telefilm as well, but didn't get credited for it.
0: Uh, that would make sense, though. They they might have they might have been under a time crunch.
1: Mm. <laughs> this is cheesy. Yes. Go on, Thor. Whistle for a taxi cab. <laughs> oh dear.
0: Well it's the independent cab company uh, Now what they don't know Is that there's a million dollars Stuffed in the trunk of that cab <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like to think that Faceman's driving that cab
0: That'd be great And it's
1: an episode of the A-Team Where they're helping the taxi cab phone. Oh, Oh
0: here it comes Here it comes
1: Charles Napier <laughs> What are we in? Over 50 minutes into it Before Charles Napier shows up <laughs> is it, going by is he still doing the gravels at this point probably since the the passing of ted cassidy i always like charles Napier as an actor i don't know why
0: oh yeah
1: but he always brought blues
0: brothers rambo first blood part 2 and um he was in the steel movie
1: oh god yeah i haven't seen that for years
0: No, I I don't advise it. It's got Annabeth Gish, and that's the only good thing about it. Actually, Jed Nelson is very fun to watch, because he's obviously having the time of his life.
1: Banner's Uh, still working.
0: Yeah, while Don Blake's out there getting drunk, lazy ass.
1: (laughs) Maybe that's why he wasn't a very good student. No, that's actually a perfect student, isn't it? Well, pretty much Oh, what's David spotted? Nefarious bad guys in white van.
0: That guy is black going behind. God, the music here is terrible. Mm. And when he comes back around, it's a white dude. Yeah, that's not suspicious at no. all. No,
1: where did the black dude go? Is he just in the back of the van?
0: I guess so. Well, let me get on this cheesy phone. That's good.
1: He's actually got something so, in the cup. You notice how many times actors are drinking and there's nothing in the cup? I can feel it. <laughs> Great.
0: This dude actually. This uh, this actor obviously went to the Bill Paxton and Alien school <laughs> of acting. <laughs> Wasn't the dude with like kind of the Bixby hair, Bixby stunt double on the series? Possibly.
1: He probably is. He stunt double hair. Game over, man. Game <laughs> over. That was cool.
0: Oh, shot one of his own people. Good job there. <laughs> Not the wow, most. Wow, they are manhandling Bill Bixby.
1: Not the most um, competent of bad guys.
0: Okay, I actually like this Hulk out. You know,
1: second Hulk out of the show, and they're saving money by not showing us it, but it does give us this really cool reveal.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I love this.
1: The Hulk just standing up behind (laughs) him. Pretty sure Bixby's wearing a belt, but never mind.
0: Oh, the... Why is Jody Buttafuoco, one of the bad guys in this? <laughs> the Hulk... God, he is massive in this film.
1: The Hulk throwing people around is never boring. What did he fall over there? <laughs> nothing. He fell over nothing. He fell over saw so the Hulk could pick him up there and chuck him in the back of the van. Ferrigno is massive in this film.
0: <laughs> Get away from me
1: Get back, you sucker! What up to the guns? Did they drop them all?
0: I'm telling you, we you and I could put our heads together and come up with the greatest crossover of the A-Team, the Hulk, the greatest American hero, Airwolf and Knight Rider. I'm animal. Oh, that would just I would have to do that to make Joe Crow happy. Yeah,
1: because you could have um, Dr. Chase and Dr. Banner have a conversation and Dr. Banner say, so how come when you change back you've got your clothes on?
0: I like that the dog is freaking out, but doesn't... It's almost as if the dog senses who he is.
1: Mm. Aww, puppy! Hulk always liked animals, though, didn't he? See, you again... Joe Harnell's score for this bit would have been brilliant.
0: Look at those boots she's wearing.
1: They're almost Ugg boots.
0: Yeah, they really are. <laughs> God, we've got 30 more minutes of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty fast-paced from now on. You've got 30 yeah, minutes it's... with two Hulk-outs in it.
0: And actually two really good action sequences. Mm.
1: But again, that's the problem with it. It's... It loses its focus on the characters to do the bad guy plot. I mean, it does make for a more action-packed movie, but it loses the early stuff that I was quite enjoying. God, the music's so bad. Tim Thompson and Chris Meanwhile, Napier Meanwhile,
0: at every bad guy hideout ever. <laughs>
1: You'd think, a green, you'd think Charles Napier would turn around there and say, yeah, I've seen him before when I was in jail.
0: So there was a... The guy playing Bonner. Uh, there was a, a, a guy over here in the late 80s named Joey Budafuco that had an affair with a 16-year-old girl named Amy Fisher, and Amy Fisher tried to kill Joey Budafuco's wife. <laughs> uh, there It was kind of one of those... Like national scandal things, that do Don't be fair, you stupid Cajun idiot. <laughs> Neither one of you are Cajun. <laughs> Sorry. That made me laugh.
1: So they're brothers. Well, they do look similar. They both got that squared yard, chiseled face going on. Yeah,
0: Thomerson was kind of a versatile actor. Hmm. He could be the bad guy, he could be the hero, he could be the goofy guy.
1: Charles Napier not perhaps a versatile actor, but an entertaining one no, nevertheless. But he, but,
0: hey, he was in the slam, which was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, of the yeah. Series. And
1: he's in Little Green Men in Deep Space Nine, which is a great episode. And he's in the Way to Eden in the original track.
0: Look at how teenage-like this woman looks in this scene.
1: Hmm. that that jump is a fashion misstep though david
0: yeah I you look like an old man
1: <laughs> i mean she looks all right
0: no well, it's because she's 80 attra- 80s attractive
1: yeah it's the red her as well she looks like a slightly more mature Rebecca holden from night Rider
0: this is like she's like mary Jane's Older, cuter cousin. <laughs> Jane's mum. It looks like the curtains match the drapes. So,
1: oh, and here come bad guys in helicopter. Okay. Very nice house she's got though. I I like that house. Give me the a gun. Okay, this is actually kind of cool. Mm, Don Blake arrives just in time to bring Thor into the action. Uh huh. I'm gonna go over here now. <laughs> okay,
0: I'll pick you up. Do you want to see the Hulk, Gracie? Yeah, Harnell. Oh God, I would have loved
1: Harnell's Thor theme. Mm. He's got his green contact lenses in already. Did you see that? Yes,
0: I noticed that. I've noticed that when I was a kid. Oh, nice stunt, stunt though. (laughs) Wasn't Nicholas Correa one of the stunt coordinators on the original? Oh, look at this.
1: I love Thor just running headfirst into battle, and Don Blake's like, um, can we not? How did they miss him when they shot at him, though? (laughs) Headbutt! Brilliant!
0: Yeah, like three people at once.
1: I I don't buy... Yeah, I don't (laughs) buy for a second here that the Hulk struggles taking out these three goofballs. Oh, Charles Napier, you don't know what you've done. They're certainly splitting Big loose pants quite high up the thigh in this one. Mm. <laughs> oh, I love that. The dirt Benedict hand wave after he's punches somebody. Mm-hmm. Come on, Hulk. Oh, there's his pumps. He's got his green shoes on. He doesn't want to
0: step on the glass. Well, no. (laughs) Throw your hammer at the
1: helicopter. (laughs) If only he had some kind of weapon that he could hurl. If only. Our heroes team up. (laughs) Here we go. This is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, when I was 12, this was awesome.
1: Oh, his, his green face colored up his skin there. Big loose stunt double.
0: who has got a bit of a gut
1: on him, mm. actually. Jesus. <laughs> I love the camera uh, angle on that. That... Uh, they're probably not that far away from the floor, though. Oh, oh. Oh, the fall into the floor shots are very cheesy. Although we have had two Hulkouts in less than 10 minutes, so that's quite impressive. Yeah. I if Eric Kramer felt the need nice to go to the gym. Nice hero shot mod. of the two of them. Yeah. And so what, what did you say, I'm sorry? I'm wondering if Eric Kramer felt the need to go to the gym when he was stood next to Lou. Wouldn't you? <laughs> well, probably, yeah. No, I'd, I'd be Shane. What's his first? Shane Black in Predator. Yeah, you all get up yeah. at 6am and go to the gym. I'm staying in bed. <laughs> I love Jack McGee. He stood there with that smug look on his face. Dr. Shaw. Dr. Shaw of Maggie Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> it was so from an extreme distance. So it probably wasn't a big green man. I like that Jack McGee's been taken seriously here and he's just embarrassing the police. Yeah. It's very Kolchak.
0: that away. Oh, there's another good crossover.
1: Yeah. Kolchak investigating... Well, I've always thought that would make a great X-File. Mm-hmm. Mulder and Scully investigating a big green creature. But it does probably fit better with Kolchak.
0: <laughs> I have done my work here. I can now leave.
1: Yeah. I've kicked over the hornet's nest. I can bugger off now.
0: Yeah, that I got stung by a hornet the other day or a wasp the other day, so
1: <laughs> And you have big hornets. Nice car phone. hmm
0: so uh, a lot of my fashion sense in high school was based off of David Banner Um, yeah I would have worn the outfit he's wearing now in fact I had a shirt like that
1: (laughs) I am comfortable walking around two men naked
0: oh why wouldn't he be
1: Can't you put it back in his bottle. This is this is a great. Scene. Yeah, him figuring out how a fridge works. <laughs>
0: well, not that, but just the the him like the
1: shower. Mm. I love Bixby. There, it has a ring pull, dude. ring pull thing there was brilliantly funny.
0: Well, it looks like uh, finally know the answer that uh, David Banner's a Coors
1: man. (laughs) No, that's Blake's apartment, isn't it? No, it's Banyan's. Alright. But he just stays with Maggie all the time. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, this is brilliant. This is great. This is hands down possibly the best Jack McGee scene ever. <laughs> His face there lighting up when he says trouble. Trouble? <laughs> I'm David Banyan.
0: I am Banyan. You look like a rat tailed
1: Saxon to me. <laughs> this is absolutely great. <laughs> I'm looking for a man while well, you have found one.
0: <laughs> oh, I am a particular man. I can see Hemsworth doing this.
1: Yes. a dude doing a great job with it. <laughs> You're a you know, Come to
0: think of it, they kind of did something similar to this in the Thor movie with him walking around shirtless.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of walking around shirtless in the uh, Marvel movies.
0: Well, if you spent that much time at the gym, you would want
1: to. You'd want to show it off, yeah. If I was getting paid what he's getting paid, I would spend that much time at the gym.
0: Yeah,
1: no shirt. <laughs> and I'd have a personal trainer and a dietitian because I wouldn't have to go to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> they don't go into that enough. The idea that Thor's like, why do you not release your beast more often? And Banner's like, I don't want to. Now
0: that's
1: an 80s phone. Mm. 80s card left. He's got a record player as well. 88, oh yeah. Well, they
0: pay him very well.
1: Yeah, I was just saying, I was just thinking CDs were just coming into prominence, weren't they?
0: Yeah, but David Banner would like have. Well, he wouldn't have anything because he moves from place to place. He's been here
1: for two years.
0: The MacGuffin? Yes, that's exactly what they want.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the plot MacGuffin, which is what it is. Oh, of course it could be a terrible weapon, because everything can be weaponized. I don't quite understand how the Gamma Transponder could be a weapon.
0: Why do they... Yeah, it it, it is a little flimsy that a terrorist organization would be spending this much time and energy. I found my sweatshirt. (laughs) And my necklace. I am ready to do battle.
1: That was almost Thor like speak.
0: Not this day.
1: Yeah. (laughs) She's a friend. Cheesy made for TV movie music. Which I suppose is what it is, isn't it? (laughs) I like Tim Thomason's laid back cool in this film.
0: Yeah, he's, he's very confident in his own abilities.
1: Yeah, it's not become as interesting to talk about now it's got into the actual MacGuffin plot. Yeah. It's just Charles Napier doing that stuff that Charles Napier did in 80s TV shows where he was the bad guy.
0: is for the dead, my friend. I guarantee. (laughs) I believe that I guarantee was a slight nod to a successful... Ruffles Chips campaign where they had a Cajun guy. I guarantee.
1: Alright, so he's supposed to be Cajun. Yes. Yeah. Remember, he calls him a stupid did. Cajun. Yeah, 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 he said earlier. Yeah. I wouldn't be drinking out of that glass, though. He's just poured all his pens and pencils out of that glass. The bottom of that glass is full of chips and bits of ink. I don't think they're giving him a choice. Uh, <laughs> You mean they're not going to say can you get me a a good glass? (laughs) And now he realizes that he's done the wrong thing. For the wrong reasons. He's an all around ass. Don't mess it up, Napier.
0: Chewing on my cigar. I got my toy
1: M16. Oh, look, he's got his white coat on. I mean, it's not the same one. But it's nice to see it again, or a variation of.
0: Making your computer forget what it's learned seems something blasphemous. Yeah, say that to all the guys that want to erase their browsing history. Okay.
1: you want to go? <laughs> Thor's bored. And David's David's not wearing his boots.
0: He's going to go running. Okay, that time it sounded like he was saying Olin. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good lie. Oh, your Mr. Hyde is likable.
1: Even if he doesn't do much apart from flex. Um,
0: Probably $11 million worth of electronic junk, but whatever.
1: (laughs) He's just such a sympathetic actor, isn't he? Bill Bix. Yeah. There's an empathy to him. As he loses his cure again.
0: Why is he wearing a coat inside? Might be chilly.
1: Aw, that bit's quite sad.
0: I can't believe he's microwaving that.
1: Main lab. Why not just give them the wrong one and keep the real one and use it as a cure later? I like all the blinky lights in the background. Uh 80s computer room. (laughs) Now, as a kid, are you now getting to the point where you're like, I want the final Hulk out?
0: Yeah, pretty much. I'm forty one years old and I want the final Hulk out of this. Ah, uh,
1: but we've got to have the redemption scene for the the main bad guy. So he did mess up killing him. Yep. God, Charles Napier is shit in this film, isn't he? He's a bad mercenary.
0: <laughs> Tell me you love me.
1: Oh, and his brother can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, get on with it. We want more Hulk Thor action. Don't mess it up. Give him a bruise on his forehead.
0: Okay, so your brother gave you everything, so you want to steal that and sell it?
1: Yeah, that makes perfect sense.
0: Was he going to use the money to start his own thing?
1: No, he was going to use all the money to add to all the money he already has and just have all the money. That kind of makes sense. (laughs) If he's he's, what's his name? If he's Rockefeller. No. Uh, No, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that the bad guy plot does make a lot of sense.
0: Why? It's such an airtight (laughs) plot?
1: Yes, I'm not buying this whole gamma transponder can be used as a weapon thing. We've not seen that displayed anywhere throughout the film. They've not set it up like they do with the Genesis device. What was Banner's plan here? Bring Thor in, let Thor kick everyone's ass and rescue Maggie. Because he I guess so. he clearly doesn't want to Hulk out. Why is he not called the police? Well, remember, what does he want? More a bunch of
0: trigger happy cops or Thor?
1: Well, true.
0: Yeah, that's not going to attract any attention.
1: No, no, they've already established that this little light show is incredibly blinding and makes a lot of noise. But here, they're able to beam Thor in, in the middle of this warehouse, and none of the bad guys notice. Bit late for that, I love Dom! this. <laughs> <A> date. <laughs> oh, they don't look suspicious at all, do they? The three of them.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: And Thor's got the plan. Yes, so they didn't have a plan before they brought Thor into it. David, you're smarter than this. I mean, I'm not convinced Don Blake is, but (laughs) you've summoned your green. That's a good line. I don't do it voluntarily. (laughs) It's like That's not okay. how the force Here, dramatic, works. Dramatic pose. <laughs> oh no. Is This place has
0: shit security. Yeah, they, they are.
1: The worst group of terrorists ever. Kid, that, so this is going on outside the building where the terrorists are and no one's noticed. <laughs> no, I'm telling you to get the hell out of Dodge before you get shot.
0: Well, yeah, but that's that's entirely beside the point.
1: No <laughs> oh. He's just letting the whole cows happen now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> Two years with that incident. <laughs> oh no, the car watched out quickly. What's going on there, man? Oh,
0: I'm not going anywhere.
1: What's occurring?
0: That's because the car never got turned off. uh,
1: So wouldn't it just carry on driving if you left it in drive?
0: Obviously a rear-wheel drive vehicle. Ah, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's all that about? Why has he decided to roll out of his car? What has that accomplished? I don't mind this music. Meanwhile, all these terrorists who were all just inside playing poker instead of, you know, guarding the building. Same shot twice. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Why'd you have to do that to me Andy Sorry It's
1: a good plan <laughs> How are they missing him He's a big uh, uh, dude I, uh, I, I have certainly
0: <laughs> I have t- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> But we are right And we have the mic Brilliant. Oh look that tiny shield He's going to protect him from that gunfire. <laughs> Although he's clearly enjoying himself, so oh yeah, throw the gun at him. That's that super the George that's, Reeves yeah, that Superman thing you were talking about. Why why the punching? The bullets didn't work.
0: <laughs> now remember, the Hulk never killed anybody,
1: right? Yes, he didn't. But here he smashes guys with a girder.
0: Say, he's just liquefied
1: their insides <laughs> yeah, He may not have killed them But But they were really really bad guys This time around Oh Hulk you know... jump Whoa. You know for all it's stupidity This is quite a fun fight scene yeah. Charles you've got a gun Why don't you shoot back Now it's an episode... Well, what, what, So Don Blair just shot that guy.
0: Yeah, he totally murdered him. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you could... Now, to be fair... Self-defense, self yeah.
0: Self-defense. This is actually a really good shot.
1: Yeah. And the car flips... Eey, that's what we want. know, yeah, he looked kind of like Michael Rooker in that car. They did, yeah. <laughs> Look at Thor. <laughs> I have called on total destruction and killed people. Brilliant day. Grr. Come on, Hulk. Smash Tim Thomason's face in, but in a non violent way.
0: This is where I discovered the booties. Ah, right. The shot yeah. Coming up.
1: yeah, they're quite clear there, aren't they?
0: It's kind of like when I learned there was no Santa Claus. Oh.
1: They're, they're probably hoping you're not looking at the feet. <laughs> I love how they make a big deal out of him crushing a gun. Oh. How'd he touch his Maggie's face? You still got the
0: blood spot from the, uh, yeah. the dark.
1: Nice bit of continuity. All right. This is a bit comical. Yes. Well, now we have the. Uh,
0: it's no triple at all. Scene mm. where everyone stands around laughing. As a... yeah, they, they murdered somebody, and it's funny. <laughs> Yeah, one dude in there is dying. There's a couple of people that will never walk again.
1: <laughs> but even the Hulk finds this amusing. That's what's great about it. <laughs> even the Hulk was amused. <laughs> he just sitting him patting himself on the back, Though like, I am a funny yeah. guy.
0: Maggie's <laughs> having feelings she never thought she'd have before Maggie's
1: wondering if she can get David to do that In the bedroom So Don Blake's going to take credit for Wrapping that guy up in a big iron bar And hanging him on a hook no, not. How is that going to work <sighs> Hero shot. Uh Uh-huh. It looked like Thor, though, was saying, so, troll, what say we go to a bar? (laughs) It's getting lucky.
0: Oh, damn (laughs) it!
1: Poor McGee, foiled again. Wasn't even at the last confrontation, which would have been nice.
0: My dad had a phone like that.
1: Early car phone. Yeah, he had a he had a car phone for his job. And this is the last we will ever see of Jack McGee.
0: Yeah, kind of sad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. With his lovely dentures. Mm.
1: It's amazing how much he aged in six years, isn't it? Yeah whereas Bixby's not really changed that much <laughs> a
0: declaration of veracity from the angel Gabriel <laughs>
1: <coughs> oh that's a shame that I think we could have we could have done with seeing Jack McGee again. And we end as we began with the crashing waves against the California's beach. And Thor running along with Maggie's dog. When did they get the house fixed?
0: I am in 80s exercise gear. Mm. Thor would be very
1: handy to help move out of an apartment. Mm. I love that. So where are you going? <laughs> Fuck off, Dan. <Dom. laughs> right. Okay. We've discussed this before when we talked about the TV show. But Maggie knows, or at the very least, suspects David's problem. There is nowhere on God's green earth she goes jogging like that. There is absolutely no support in that bra for a start. <laughs> Although him turning around to go and chatter up is quite funny, I like that the cut there before you can see the fact that that bikini shows an awful lot of her ass, and her boobs hmm. too. But anyway, as I was saying, Maggie suspects he's got a pretty good job going on, unless that's gone belly up. Why does he leave at the end of this?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, we've talked. He's got to leave because that's the conceit of the show. So that's the only reason.
1: So Don was using Maggie's exercise bike.
0: Yeah, Maggie's very understanding. She is,
1: yeah. Putting up with these blocks just tootling around in her house. Speaking of sartorial mistakes, that yellow jacket, David. (laughs) (laughs) That's a funny line. You're a mighty fighter when the troll is upon you, Banner. You're not bad yourself. I know.
0: <laughs> what the hell kind of shirt is Don Blake wearing there? It uh, looks like a bowling, a bowling shirt. Bowling? Yeah. Oh,
1: that's a shame we never saw these guys again. So he's got a dagger as well? Yeah. Oh,
0: interesting. He's never used it. David, that. And now that, the ending that just goes.
1: This just. and This takes too long to end. Yeah. Lots of farewells. Oh, oh, he said the line. You be good to yourself, my friend. Be good
0: to you. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> you forgot to take out a part then, did you see? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, so he spends the night, shags
0: her one more time, and then leaves in the morning. Yes,
1: that's, that's, that's my point. It's no reason for him to go. He's wearing his embarrassing yellow jacket, but she's got a nice uh, Starsky cardigan and more ugly mm. And they've managed to completely fix the house. I'll always love you, but I'll never mention you again. And in the third film, I'll shag Elizabeth Grayson, who's like 20 well, years younger than me. Come on! Oh, <laughs> lonely man cover version.
0: You can tell he's uh, put a little. He's got a little uh, sagging around the middle guess. Yeah, he got a, got a few extra
1: say. pounds in the midsection there. Let well,
0: he make. Ca- he's gonna walk into the water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no reason for him to leave at the end of this telefilm. Nope, None all. whatsoever.
0: This is a really crap version. Yeah, of alone. It's, <laughs> a, it's, a,
1: it's a bad cover version of it. Do, do, do Still sad do, though, do. isn't it? Yeah. This is why
0: I was glad when you stopped using it as the end theme to make comics because it was always a depressing way to end the episode.
1: Yeah, I realized that pretty early on. It's like, you know... Oh, you get a little coder at the end. He's not got his brown bag anymore. It's very sad.
0: No, he's got a backpack. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's he's moved up in the world.
1: I don't know. I don't get this. There's no reason at all. Lynn
0: Stallmaster. Yeah.
1: Found Eric Kramer. But,
0: and Christopher
1: Reeve. Wow, that, uh, that green text on the end credits is very cheesy.
0: Yeah, like I said, this kind of looks like MS Paint. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can see why they thought it was a good idea. Yeah,
0: It's green and the Hulk's green, yeah, right? But it it right? just looks horrible.
1: I mean, Joe Hardell gets a credit, so that's nice. Consultant to the producers, Stan Lee. In what word do you think Stanley consulted on this? Boom, boom.
0: Copyright nineteen eighty eight. New World Bixby Brandon Productions.
1: Well, that was it. That was the Incredible Hulk returns. Um,
0: it's not bad. No, no, it's not. No, I, I rather enjoy it. I, I, uh, I was glad when it came. I bought back in. The early 90s, I bought the cheap-ass VHS tape that came out. Uh, And then back in 2003, uh, when the really terrible Ang Lee Hulk film came out, uh, they put out a two-pack, Anchor Bay did, of The Incredible Hulk Returns and The Trial of the Incredible Hulk, and then put out a separate DVD for The Death of the Incredible Hulk, so for a while, those two DVD sets and that Best Of set were the only things we got mm. until they actually started releasing the seasons proper. But, you know, I, uh, back in 88, 89 is when they had a lot of these reunion movies, uh, you know, going all the way to, like, the Brady's, mm. <laughs> having a Christmas film that turned into a TV series. But the two I liked the best were this one and The Return of the Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman. Uh, which is kind of funny because I didn't watch a whole lot of The Six Million Dollar Man when I was a kid.
1: Because
0: mm. I was just, a you know, I was born in 76. So you were just the that movies... little bit
1: too young for it, weren't
0: you? Yeah, I mean, and, and it wasn't as heavy in syndication as it could, as like The Hulk was. So, you know, but I still loved the movie because it was an action TV movie. Mm. This is kind of the heyday for that kind of stuff. I, I think that's why, one of the reasons, outside of the f- the f- fun stuff that we mentioned, there's a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in this. Yeah. And I think they did a good job of
1: that. Yeah, undeniably for me, the appeal of this now is seeing Bixby and Fregno return to the mm-hmm. rules that I best associate them both with. I mean, I know Bixby had quite a long and illustrious career, but to me, he's David Banner. And he always will be David Banner. And I think also the iconography of that show very definitely informs what I think of as the Hulk. The music that I hear when reading a Hulk comic to this day is Jonah Harnell's themes. That, that Aladdin saying type banging on the piano for the Hulk and dun-dun-dun-dun and hum, all of that is part of what I think the Hulk is.
0: For uh, for anybody who hasn't listened to it, there is a Back to the Bins episode where Andy and I spent four hours talking about the television. Series. God,
1: yeah, we went through every uh, single episode,
0: every season at least, oh, not right. every episode. Uh, but I I think something that we talked about then that is still true today is the reason why this show was successful is that Kenneth Johnson made us care about the, the about David Banner and his plight. Now, there is the visceral thrill of seeing the Hulk throw people around and stuff. Uh, you know, it's why my father-in-law likes watching this show. The El, the El Rey channel uh, has been showing the Hulk. Uh, in the worst... Oh, God, they cut it to shreds. It's really bad to watch. I'm so glad I have the DVDs, because if I had to depend on that, I'd be depressed. But... The, the fact of the matter is, is that the crux of the show was, you know, yeah, it was David Banner going from town to town and getting into trouble, but it was always about people and the, the things they were going through. And even this was kind of like that. And, you know, I slagged off on the trial of the Incredible Hulk. As a Daredevil pilot, it's not bad. Mm. But as a Hulk film, it just is completely terrible. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, they didn't get the mix at all right in the second one. At least this one, the first 30 or so minutes, is a David Banner story. Mm-hmm. Before it becomes a pilot for Thor. Whereas Banner is largely incidental to Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah,
0: there's like a few good scenes between Rex Smith. You know, has Rex Smith been on the Daredevil series? There's another cameo we need. Mm. Um, Charlie Cox and Rex Smith running into each other. There you go. Anyways, um, and the death of the Incredible Hulk... I don't know what the hell that was. It was like part espionage. It had, what's his name, from uh Babylon 5. Yeah, Andreas Katsulas. It,
1: it was part um, one of what they hoped would be a two-part story, wasn't it? Yeah. And we never got yeah, part two. Do,
0: yeah, and then eventually they were going to do She-Hulk. Now, to be fair, Elizabeth Grayson was at that point, not obnoxious because she hadn't yet to play Amanda on Highlander. Uh, I hated that character and I was pissed off that they gave her her own TV series, even though it only lasted one season. Good. good. <laughs> um, but, the last movie, I think, tried to get back to David Banner and gave him, like, a family and all that, but it was just, again, you you got mixed up in this bs terrorist group plot that doesn't serve anything and then you had hit like david Banner disguising himself in like a bad mustache and stuff and it's just like you know when i was a kid or kid when i was 14 well i guess (laughs) you know when you're 41 14 is a kid so there you go Uh, (laughs) you know i remember because that it came on during easter break uh or it was it was one of the breaks cuz i was uh, i didn't have to go to bed early cuz i had a bedtime at 14 maybe i shouldn't have admitted to that but <laughs> um you know it, it's just like each successive film got a little worse and then unfortunately bixby uh developed prostate cancer and passed away in 1993 actually about 3 weeks before my mother did so it was it was a really bad fall for me in 93 mm. <laughs> Um, but not to bring the room down, but it's just, if they would have just left it at this, maybe we would have had a better memory of the ending of it, but like you said, the fact that they never gave it its final episode and wrapped everything up, because I would have loved to have seen Johnson come back Mm -hmm. and do one final episode and wrap everything up, because... As much as you want the Adventures of the Hulk to continue,
1: I kind of would have liked to have seen David Banner get a cure. This this show demanded an ending. I think more than any other show of its ilk, this show, you wanted Banner to have some kind of closure or happy ending. You wanted Jack McGee to realize he caused the fire that killed ultimately Elena Marks. You wanted all of that. And, you know, I've written that final episode myself in my head so many times, bringing back people to testify on Banner's behalf Mm -hmm. and wrapping it up with some kind of story where the Hulk actually saves Jack McGee's life after Jack McGee realises what he's done somehow.
0: Have I ever told you who I want to pay for his legal representation? Matt Murdock? Reed Richards? No, I want the girl from Death in the Family and the blind girl... To be the ones that are... Because it was played by the same, same actress. That's yeah. the reason I wanted... <laughs> but yeah, you could have brought back certain characters. His sister? Uh, that, his dad? Yeah. I would I loved Diana Moldar as his sister. Mm-hmm. I. That's one of... The, that episode makes me cry. Yep. Um, but it, you're right. It's It's like... The Six Million Dollar Man never got a final... You know, like closed off episode but you know he's he's a soldier essentially Yeah. So
1: and the, the final telly movie they did at least wrap up Steve and Jamie got married
0: yeah so you know there are certain series that you kind of want to see it go on forever and ever and ever and especially in the 70s when you had episodic television it was kind of geared for that but I think you're right I think I think Johnson uh, Kenneth Johnson was working on a different level when he developed his shows mm. and Maybe it's because he I'm gonna say this and I hope that he's not listening. He's probably not. Probably not, but you know, I always got the sense that he felt he was kind of slumming it. Working in what he was working in, Mm. even though he did a good job with it. But it's just like, you know, he got to wrap up Alien Nation. Yeah. So (laughs) this is like the one that didn't get to wrap up. And now, you know, we have a whole new iteration of the Hulk and Mark Ruffalo doing a great job as Bruce Banner.
1: Well, you know, this did miss Kenneth Johnson. I don't know why Ken Johnson wasn't invited back. I don't know what the deal was there. According to him, it was never even mentioned to him, and he's never seen them, so he doesn't know what they did with it. Um, Yeah, it's one of the greatest injustices of television, injustices, that the head of CBS didn't agree to ken johnson having five more episodes they had something like 10 in the can is that right seven or eight yeah. episodes in the can and johnson yeah, asked the, the
0: go on the fifth season is a fifth quote-unquote season right.
1: <laughs> so uh, johnson asked for a commitment for five more episodes he was going to do a two-part opener where david went back home to give his sister a blood transfusion which just sounds like a really good idea. And then they were just going to peel off one of the scripts that they already had written for an additional episode. And then Johnson says he would have written and directed a two hour finale for the show. And he had, he, he's, from Johnson's description of it, he said he went to this meeting with it all in hand. He said, hype the shit out of it. Throughout the entire run of those 13 episodes, the final season of the Incredible Hulk, the final episode, and he said, You would have got magnificent ratings for it. And the guy uh-huh. the guy apparently just said, No, thanks, Kenny.
0: You know, the other the other thing that we were kind of cheated that we've now found was something that was bandied about was a Spider-Man Incredible Hulk telefilm.
1: Yeah, Nicholas Hammond talks an awful lot about that, and I don't know how much how much legitimacy I give it.
0: I think Ferrigno's backed it up. right? Um, I I think it was just probably, it was something that was bandied about, but again, it's the same executive at the head of CBS at that time, so they may have just, you know, dragged their feet and dragged their feet, but that would have been kind of cool to see, you know, just see Nicholas Hammond and Bill Bixby working together, Hmm. and then the Hulk and Spider-Man, I mean, good lord, one of my favorite episodes of Spider-Man as Amazing Friends is the Hulk episode, Hmm. so... But you know it's just I vividly remember being 12 years old and we went to visit my great aunt on my mom's side. And there was nothing to do in that house for a 12-year-old kid. Uh nothing because she was a spinster. She had never been married, so it was full of old people thing in the 80s. Uh and she had a copy of People Magazine, and I opened it up, and on one of the pages, it's just like, The Incredible Hulk returns to television. And it was just like, you know, I don't know if current generations can really understand that, you know?
1: No. The excitement. Yeah, the excitement <laughs> of finding out something that you didn't know months in advance.
0: Yeah, it was just like, like, you know, it's you almost are like Brody from Mallrats, it's just like how do i know but then you know i got into comic scene later that you know later in that you know that around that same time so it was just like there was a there was like a build-up to this and nbc hyped the crap out of it because nbc had at that time the sunday night movie so the this this was a perfect kind of fit to it and I was allowed to stay up to watch through the first Hulk out, and then I had to go to bed and I watched the rest of it the next day. But I watched the. I taped it, so I watched the crap out of this movie. Mm. So I just feel bad that you, you never got a, a proper television uh, viewing of this, that it was all on video. No, so. I had to get it
1: on. I did eventually or on ITV, like in a Saturday afternoon. They went through a period of showing a couple of these things, like uh, The Return of the Man from Uncle. They showed that one as well. I remember quite enjoying that, The Return of the Man from Uncle. <laughs>
0: But the, was David McCallum in Yeah, that?
1: David McCallum and Robert no. Vaughn returned. Patrick McNee took no. on the role of um, <clears throat> Waverly, the guy who gave them their assignments. George, jo- not George, yeah, George Lazenby's in it, sending up James Bond.
0: Wow, that sounds incredible. And it, I
1: remember really enjoying it. It was quite a tongue-in-cheek thing, but Robert Vaughn and David McCallum were always enjoyable together. It's really odd to me that, the Man From U.N.C.L.E. actually got a better send-off in an episode of The A-Team. <laughs> but it's not its not that that telly movie wasn't fun. But they did an episode of The A-Team um, as an episode of The Man From U.N.C.L.E. complete with scene transitions with the flashing lights. And Robert Vaughn oh, was neat. a regular at that point. And um, David McCallum played the bad guy in that episode. And it's just a loving homage to The Man From I... U.N.C.L.E
0: want to see david mccallum as the bad guy because to me right now he's ducky.
1: yeah he's ducky on ncis NCIS. but to me he's forever steel from sapphire and steel that's what i grew up watching him but yeah the say uncle affair it's called it's a really good little homage to the to the man from uncle in the episode of the a-team 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 was more than
0: just them Rocking around in that van and shooting people at the feet, at people's feet, wasn't
1: it? Every now and again, it could be uh, sublime in its um, in its approach to things. The thing with the A-Team is it's a live action Bugs Bunny cartoon. That's what that's it is. Dirk Benedict has actually said we knew what we were making. Stephen J. Knell knew what he'd created, and the audience got it. The critics didn't, but that's what we were making. We were making a live action cartoon.
0: And, and, the, and I think that it's kind of interesting that, you know, TV shows today develop fan bases. I mean, look at the, you know, Firefly. People are still like, when are they bringing Firefly back? And I'm like, people, it's been 14 years. Come on.
1: Seriously. <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not looking likely at this point. <laughs>
0: but I, I think it just goes to show that, you know, in any generation there's going to be that type of show. But I think... <sighs> One of the things that I think brings you and I together as friends, in addition to a similar sense of humor and <laughs> worldview, is just a genuine love for everything about this show. Yes, yeah. About The Incredible Hulk. Mm. And, you know, just the fact that it is one of those few things from my childhood that really still holds up as an adult. Mm. I mean, some episodes are better than others. I mean, but you're going to have that in any kind of episodic television. Star Trek: The Next Generation is a great series starting in season three, mm. so <laughs> you, you kind of have that that sort of thing where you can you can love something, but you don't have to love everything about it. But I think you know the hallmark of the show was that you cared about David and the, thi- the the thing you kept bringing up during this entire commentary that I never thought about but you are absolutely right is they did not spend enough time with David after a certain point in this movie because mm. we had to focus on Blake and Thor
1: yeah that's the only problem with it for the first 30 minutes it is a really good David Banner story and it's what we wanted after 6 years off the earth and then it does become a backdoor pilot and that's a shame. I I think it would have been nice to have a a David Banner-centric beginning. Um, And it's not as well-written as the better episodes of the TV show. It does miss Kenneth Johnson's deft hand at being able to create believable relationships in a very short amount of time. I mean, that, that pilot episode where Elena dies, you've only watched those two actors work together for 90 minutes, yet you totally buy that relationship at the end of it. Absolutely. This one, oh, abs- Maggie's... She's just there, really, isn't she?
0: Yeah, I mean, she's she's a little more developed than some of his love interests. But at the same time, we see her, like, five times throughout the entire course of the movie, and one of those times, she's the damsel in distress. Mm. So, it's just like... You know, I joked about it, but... You know, he was supposed to go home to his girlfriend that he's been seeing for a while. She had dinner ready, and he rocks off with an old friend from college? And that's okay? Mm. I mean, I you know, you, you say, Kenneth Johnson, I think, you know, we should have brought in Jill Sherman and Karen Harris yeah, for a pass at this script. very
1: definitely. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, because they, you know, just... And it's nothing against Nicholas Korea because... To be fair, they created what they wanted to create, and the ratings were good. So, uh, uh, on that score, they succeeded. But, yeah, you know, when you, we, it, since we're talking about it and really analyzing it, you're absolutely right. We could have had a little bit more, and maybe another... The only problem is is that you have to have the bad guys.
1: Yes. Well, so not necessarily. Just... Ken Johnson doesn't have bad guys in the pilot, and he doesn't have bad guys in Married.
0: Yeah, but when you have Thor involved. Yeah,
1: you've got to have Thor have a fight with somebody. Yeah. yeah. So... And let, let's but be, you're absolutely... Yeah, let's be honest. American television's bad guys were all the same at the, in this era of television. You know, the A team could have took on these guys. Steve Austin could have took on these guys. These guys could have been the bad guys in an episode of Night Rider. They are just generic bad guys. The only thing that makes yeah. them any different, really, is that Tim Thomason gives a certain level to his performance that makes it not quite as generic as it could be. And you remember Charles Napier's
0: bad accent, yes?
1: But as a whole, it's it's an entertaining movie. I would sacrifice all three of these reunion movies to have Ken Johnson get those five additional episodes that he wanted to do in 1982.
0: You know, it's too bad that he can't work out doing a
1: novel of it. Well, why are Marvel do Hulk 77 comics? Mm-hmm. because you've got yeah. a year worth of material in between the end of the series and this telly movie then the other two telly movies have to take place in 1989 and 1990 because they're contemporary so you've got three years in between this movie and Trial of the Incredible Hulk that you could set stories So there's,
0: and it would be cool for him to meet up with people like Hank Pym yeah.
1: or in his like Quest the for a TV Girl. version of Hank Pym yeah. or
0: do, whatever. do a
1: nice mixture of having him meet Hank Pym and trying to work it all out, and a nice mixture of the kind of stories the TV show used to do. So there's plenty of gaps there. And if you wanted to, wrap it up. End it with an episode as well, an issue or a six-issue miniseries or whatever. Bring it all to a conclusion. I would love an Incredible Hulk 77 comic.
0: I mean, I know right now the Marvel novels are, are tied into either original stories or doing novelizations I mean in in a couple weeks the Planet Hulk novel is going to be coming out Uh, and at the same time the graphic audio adaptation of the Hulk Planet Hulk novel is coming out uh, which I am very excited for but it would be kind of cool because Johnson got to do a couple V novels didn't he? Yeah he
1: did V the second generation which was what he would have done had he been allowed to stay in charge of the miniseries but updated to 20 years later I remember you saying good things about that mm, too. Yeah, Scott Riefen sent me that. Thank you, Scott. It was uh, it was actually a really rollicking good read. And yeah, he's just done another novel that Tom pannery sent us the link for. But yeah, so, it would be very... It, I think it would be lovely if Marvel were to get in touch with him and say, do you want to write one of our novels that wraps up the Hulk show?
0: I, I, I think it would sell. I think well, there he's are got two buyers here. Well, yeah, (laughs) yeah, no crap, right?
1: (laughs) In fact, I may email Ken Johnson and ask him.
0: Have you considered
1: pitching to Marvel, who publish novels based on their characters? Now, have you considered pitching a Hulk novel where you wrap up the show?
0: Yeah, because that um, the the Batman sixty six and the Wonder Woman seventy seven have been pretty successful, and you know they just wrapped up. You know, speaking of Kenneth Johnson, they. I think they just wrapped up the Wonder Woman/Bionic Woman crossover, mm-hmm. uh, which is another one of those things that everybody would have wanted back in the day. Yeah. Well, Linda Carter and Lindsay Wagner. That's okay. Uh, Jamie Summers loves him anyway. Yeah, you now,
1: said. So, it's okay. I don't know that my little seven-year-old heart could have could have withstood that.
0: <laughs> but thank you for well. I don't know who suggested. I think
1: that. you Somebody. suggested it and I co-opted it for my show.
0: <laughs> well, we're about to we're about to see these two characters teaming up with a couple other characters for the for the new Thor film hmm. and you know, you because of Universal and, and boy, Ruffalo was not shy about talking about that at Comic-Con this year. No. <laughs> uh, because of Universal we can't have a solo Hulk film. And I'm sorry, when James Gunn said that he wanted to do a Red Hulk movie, I mean, could you really imagine Ruffalo and William Hurt? Mm. You know, I mean, that would... Oh, God, it would be great! Yep. <laughs> be a CGI fest, but it would be great. Mm. But, you know, the Hulk... When it was announced that Thor Ragnarok was going to be kind of a buddy movie between
1: Thor and the Hulk, my first thought was, Yes! <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it and it does look like it's going to deliver on the entertainment scope, doesn't it?
0: Oh yeah, that there, there is like this film is going to have to seriously. I was not as big of a fan of the second one as I was of the first one, but it looks like they're pulling out of that skid with the third mm-hmm. one. Uh, and it's really funny that Marvel. You know, I know Iron Man three was kind of derided. I rather enjoyed the film.
1: I like all the yeah. Iron Man films,
0: but it seems like the third movie of the series is where things get like really interesting. Because with Civil War was the third Cap film, and that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And now we're we're kind of going deep into Thor's world. You got Keith Urban as uh, God. What is his name? the executioner is that who's playing he's one of the thor characters i forget the uh, the executioner and we got hella and valkyries in this and it's just it looks like it's fun it also looks like that they got a director who just is having a ball with what he's doing Mm -hmm. so i mean it's just i'm just really excited for this movie i mean maybe once it's passed i'll get excited for justice League or more excited, but it's just more of the point that I want to see Thor, I mean, just that that trailer where it's just like, you know, we like fire and water, actually, <laughs> we're like fire and fire, yeah, but I am raging fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it does it does look like it's just going to be an enormous fun flick, and mm-hmm. it's got Chris Hemsworth in it, so I won't have to fight Angela and Anya to go watching it.
0: Uh, another reason why you need to visit this area, Andy, uh, the local grocery store had a Chris Hemsworth sighting recently.
1: Did it? Because he's filming Avengers, yeah. though.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a
1: store called Sprouts. <laughs> what does it sell? Sprouts? Uh, partially, yes. Yeah, okay. All right, well, we're at the two-hour mark, so we may as well wrap it up, though. Where, where can everybody find you, Michael?
0: Well, luckily it's all centralized now. So I only have to give one web address, uh, which is com, where you can find the Fortress of Bailytude podcasting network, of which Andy is a part of, thanks to the Overlooked Dark Knight, Tom Petterese's favorite new show.
1: My favorite new um, show. Uh, uh,
0: but uh, there you can find uh, Overlooked Dark Knight. It all comes back to Superman from Crisis to Crisis as part of that. So it's views from the long box. You can find my old stuff like Bailey's Batman podcast. So there's a there's plenty like over 600 episodes of various shows that you can dive into if you feel if you feel so inclined but uh, I appreciate the heck out of you and having me on here again uh, it seems like when I'm on palace we're talking over something uh, which is just I I, I I just love talking to you in general
1: so. yeah we can we can gas with the best of them
0: yes we can (laughs) Um, if
1: you haven't checked out views from the long box you should if you have a particular interest in the incredible hulk michael did a deep dive on an episode entitled the first which was one of the very first views episodes i listened to and instantly fell in love with and then you rapidly became one of my favorite shows views from the long box is still top of the pile when you release a new episode If you do like the Incredible Hulk TV show, I did an episode of this show based entirely on the episode The Snur, which Mm -hmm. is one of my all-time favourite episodes of the show. So both Michael and I have independently done shows about the Hulk and our favourite shows. And as he mentioned earlier, there is an episode of Back to the Bins, is that right? Uh-huh. There's an episode of Bats the Bins where Michael and I talk about the entire series generally. So those three are worth checking out if you want to hear us talk about The Incredible Hulk more. Uh, thank you very much, yes. Michael, for staying up past your bedtime. And thank
0: you for getting up. And John Drew, do the show. Yes,
1: do do <laughs> that Incredible Hulk show. Uh, as ever, the Palace of Glittering Delights is a proud member of the Two Freaks podcasting network. If you want to give us a tip, go to the True Freaks homepage and buy your shit through Amazon through the link which gives us a kickback that helps us keep producing this kind of bollocks without actually having to put our own hands in our pocket which is greatly appreciated next time I do actually have the next episode planned I will be doing another commentary celebrating 50 years of the Star Trek episode Mirror Mirror hope you'll Ooh. join me for that one yeah it was good And uh, I'll see you with that next time. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Mm -hmm. See you next time. You be good to yourself, my friends.